Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the most exciting night in podcasting history. This is the 2022 uh, Best of the Year preview show. My name is Ryan, and please help me welcome to the stage my two lovely co-hosts, Cassie and Caitlin. Oh, hello. Hi, it's me, Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you for just uh, walking on the stage instead of Cassie doing the thing where she's like got the strings and she's like lowering herself down. Like, come on, Cassie. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still not there yet. I'm still. Uh, all right, yeah, so yeah, I'm coming down. Wait. I'm, a, I'm a no strings attached type of person. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm here. I made it. I flew in. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, of course. Um, what are you guys wearing tonight? Who are you wearing? Excuse me. I'm wearing the Juicy. the. Oh, she's wearing Juicy. I'm wearing the skin of my most recent um, <laughs> uh, carpet that I have. Okay. You, know, so Kate, Caitlin, you call you that can... skin? What is the skin of a carpet? <laughs> it's really just a lot of fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, if you want to do the thing where you come down from the rafters yeah. next year and not wear a carpet, we, we can switch that for you if you want. Uh, guys, I mean, I, I would kind of like that. No, no, uh, me too. Uh, we have 80 pop culture items from 2022 that are coming in tonight. 40 are leaving. Are you excited to uh, just destroy them, or are you sad that uh, 40 things have to die? At this moment, I'm excited. Until one of my favorite things gets eliminated and I want to cry inside, um, I'm excited. Like I like that we can like battle it out right now. This is probably like the most gruesome like episode we have this is the one where we really hold no punches and that's normally fun except for when my feelings get hurt so i'm not looking forward to that and cassie i feel like you and i we usually don't win the battles that we want to win so this year i feel like we need to bring the most kool-aid man energy ever and just like (laughs) blow through the walls that we've had in the past and just destroy and win for the movies and let them that if we, we don't let them say which one wins by screaming, they can't kick it off. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, if, tantrum strategy. So you, if, if yes! that's what yeah. your way, you're going to lay down and scream. We're not going to take Absolutely. two different votes for our things like some people do, but we will scream and kick and bite people in order to win. <laughs> like a dignified human <laughs> like being dignified with people. I do want to point out that uh, Cassie and Caitlin both have bite marks all over their arms from each <laughs> other. Like they, I don't think they get how the whole biting thing works. I told you, practicing. I was really into to Twilight, so don't judge me. I thought for sure you were going to say biting. <laughs> like, for, like, five years, I'm super <laughs> it's into the biting. same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's code for it's it, essentially. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> well, guys, we're not just here to eliminate all that stuff, but like this is the night where we go over the entire schedule for all of the stuff that is uh, 2022. And uh, because logic means nothing to us, some shows have already come out at this point. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's talk about, I think the thing that kicked it off was the 2022 Oscar draft. Uh, Cassie, that was hosted by you. Uh, how do you get people to watch this? Like what, what's your selling point for this? To watch the Oscars? No, to listen to our Oscar draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this year I would like to say, um, it's probably the year that's going to break Ryan. Um, if you want to listen to him, like be confident and then a future recording, you'll see him broken inside. Um, you need, you need the full story. You need to see the full arc. Um, so you're going to want to, you're going to want to catch that one. You're going to want to go back in the feed if you haven't already to that one. I swear to God, I can hear 
McKenna cackling at the moon right now. Do you guys hear that in the background? <laughs> She's delighted. Uh, so that is already out probably uh, at this point. Um, we have also done, Caitlin, you brought us the 2022 mixtape where we didn't celebrate the albums, but just the songs. Uh, who stands out? Who do you remember from that? Who do I remember? I remember all the great friends that were there with me. Um, <laughs> no, but we made a fucking banger of a mixtape, Ryan. And um, I think this is possibly one of the best mixtapes we've ever made. And it's listenable. And I think everyone just needs to hear us make a really good playlist. <laughs> there is a song that Mike brings that, I, like, I don't even remember the name of it. But I remember it being just so damn wild that it just sticks out in my brain. Was it Flushing in the Poo Poo Pants or something? I think so. That's why. Let's remember when Mike gets out to let's remember to not ask him because nobody fucking cares. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I, I, Caitlin, I think that you were saying without saying is that all of our other playlists before this year were trash. They were shitty dog trash. And this one was our they first just were all of them. They weren't as good as this one. I just want to say that it's, this was a good one. This year, we didn't all um, purely listen to our hearts we were like this is what the people unanimously agree is good and also bangers to us and we weren't just like um nobody's heard of this but it holds a deep special place in my heart um <laughs> let me fuck this up please nobody's heard of this but it's seven minutes of an old woman coughing <laughs> and I'm putting it on there because it's in my heart uh yeah the, i mean that was uh, a good episode and then um we also on january 26th released the 2022 century of the year now you two uh represented each other as the team the roommates did you do you guys think that you won that show absolutely i think we were the underdogs and you guys were like this is team dummies over here and i think we won off of charm charm not a lot of wit but pure charm we, got us through we were team we are victorious dummy and gummy which means that we have a lot of different shapes we come in snakes we come in sh in shark form um <laughs> Stars. Stars. You uh, name rings. it. We are adaptable to any situation, and that's why we did so well. <laughs> so that's fucking right. Because you guys seem like you were poured out of a Play-Doh fun factory, you guys think that means that you podcasted well that night. That's right, Ryan. I'm so glad you Absolutely. got it. No, I was definitely agreeing with you and not just translating <laughs> your gibberish. Um, <laughs> there was a big switch this year. Uh, and I want to know what you guys think about it, because uh, we've been doing this for like 10 years, and it mostly involves constant shots of beer. We didn't do that this year. Uh, good idea or bad idea? Um, I think this was great, um, because we didn't have any comments that, uh, you know, would put anyone <laughs> in jail. Um, so I think that was that was a good part, and everyone was alive when we finished which we've lost a yeah. lot of people in the past <laughs> lost yeah. a lot of good soldiers and, and, Mike is, and when i say lost I mean, so many lives they we, they lost their lives because they like literally got lost in the forest behind like the <laughs> recording studio so all right to those people if i know anything about podcasters if you are lost in the forest you're dead like that's it mm -hmm. there's yep. no way oh, yeah that you're gonna well, there's survive. nobody to hear them, and that's how they survive. So they they just <laughs> die off of that. <laughs> Such a good point. Those are all in the past, ladies. Uh, tonight we have the preview show where we're going to also uh, get into next week or uh, coming up in February. We have the 2022 horror movies. That bracket is going down with me, Mike, uh, and friends of the show Taylor and Margot. After that, we have the 2022 album of the year, hosted by Mike. Is Mike a good choice for this? 
Um, you know, he's <laughs> the one. <laughs> no, no, Cassie, he's not on stage right now. Say whatever you want. He, he can't hear this. This this won't ever come back to him. <laughs> no. He is. If it's never going back to him, um, he's probably the only one who knows at least a little bit of music terms. Oh, so it's shit. probably the best for us. The rest of us are just like it bangs. Oh. So. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like he's the only one that's not hosting another one. So. <laughs> I should have let Caitlin go first. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess it'll work. <laughs> We're gonna keep Caitlin's answer instead of Cassie's answer, which was insulting all of us instead of Mike. <laughs> uh, after that is the TV comedy of the year, hosted by Greg. Perfect choice. Yeah. Perfect. Delightful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the crowd is cheering. <laughs> Amplify it by 100. The, there's so many people here. The, the Greg heads are loving it. <laughs> They're here. They're here. In front row. Shout out to the Greg heads. Is Greg to comedy as uh, McKenna is to drama? Yes. Yeah. When you when you look at them, when you hear them, like they're just both embodiments. Like <laughs> I, you, I, you can't have it any other if way. If you look at their faces, they're basically masks, and one is smiling, <laughs> and one is frowning. Yeah. <laughs> so McKenna's gonna come in. She's gonna host the drama. Um, I want to bring them on stage right now, guys. We have uh so much to do tonight, so much to do in the future. So um, we're going to bring them out, and we're going to uh, me, Cass, and Caitlin have like written this sort of like um. Uh, pledge that they all have to say and sign as hosts of this. So we're going to grill them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for King of Music Mike, King of Comedy Greg, and King of Drama McKenna. Hello! We are here. Three kings. All right, guys. Uh, Treble clef. Hold up your hand and... Um, I don't know. The, just uh, make this pledge. Um, do you guys promise to uh, always go with quality when choosing what is the best show or album? Of course. Oh, my gosh. Quality only. Even uh, way ahead of votes. Quality, then votes. Yeah. Quality over votes. Yeah. <laughs> and then quantity. Yeah. Quality, <laughs> yeah. Votes, quantity. <laughs> quality as... <laughs> As subjective as it is, yes, absolutely. Just noting that quality I'm, is subjective. <laughs> I just got to say, I'm so glad I, ha I don't have to take this pledge, Ryan. Um, I know, I know that. That's that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I, I got to say right now. Um, do you guys promise to uh, always uh, go with the zeitgeist, the buzziness, the most 2022 or whatever we're dealing with? I just said I was doing quality, Ryan. Um, I'm a, I'm quality. This pledge is falling apart. Then I'm I'm a buzzy. <laughs> Do you guys promise Call to Call me Mr. Ruth Buzzy. Do you guys promise to <laughs> if uh this table needs to be clean, this wood table needs to be cleaned with a lemon scent to use pledge? No. I promise yes. to act like I don't I do. notice that it needs to be cleaned. <laughs> That's the best way to clean yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, is this dirty? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean if I noticed it was dirty, I'd clean As it. Fucking syrup drips off your yeah. elbows. <laughs> uh Cassie, do you have a question for the three? Um, do you guys promise to back whatever I want to move through? That's a good um, one. I'll just kind of give you guys a signal. Um, will you just please back me? Make an alliance right now, please, us three. You know what? I, I feel good about this. I understand your signal, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This show needs more alliances. It's going <laughs> <laughs> to be so clear. It's not going to be confusing I feel like at all. It's just God, me. This is the signal. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys, uh, for listeners, um, Cassie's signal is to put two marshmallows in her nostril, plug her uh, ears, and then blow as hard as possible. So 
it's both funny and talented. <laughs> and her true friends will catch that in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> in her mouth. Slap the marshmallow back into her mouth. Caitlin, go ahead with your uh, part of the pledge. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you pledge my fellow co-hosts to... <laughs> Spicoli over here. My most noble co-hosts. <laughs> do, do y'all pledge to just be really nice people and then also get wild? Yes. In the, Spico- sure. in the Spicoli fashion, yes. So, Caitlin, earlier yeah. when you said that you and Cassie were, uh, I don't know, you said tummy and gummy. Like, you're taking this gummy thing to heart. Yeah. Like, you are fucked yeah. up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucked up right now, guys. Uh, the reason Just kidding. I'm Fuck's not drugs. The reason that it's important is because um, the hosts of each segment do have an extra vote because we do have an even amount of people. Um, one more thing before we dive into it. I'm so excited, but uh, there's not enough of us representation on this show <laughs> or in these brackets. Uh, the world and the six of us need more of the six of us. So um, <laughs> each bracket is going to um, get an opportunity for us to kick something out and put something in. I'm very excited for that part. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Mike and I are going to talk to Margo and Taylor about horror. Thank you, Ryan. This is Ryan, and I'm here with Mike, standing outside of Taylor and Margot's spooky castle that's also their home. Mike, have you ever been inside here before? No. Th- I've been told I shouldn't even come in the same zip code as their castle. Should we ring the doorbell? Uh, there's this big brass knocker. I'm going to just hit that. There's a hand just floating outside of the doorbell. Do we push that aside or wait till it's done? Pu- I think push the hand into the doorbell. Do you, before we ring the doorbell, do you think it's weird that just because they kind of like horror movies, they had to buy a horror spooky castle to live in? Yes. I, I think, I think it's weird, weird too. Right? All right. Ring the doorbell. Ding dong. Not as spooky as I thought it would be. Christ. Welcome to our home, visit gores. <laughs> Come inside. Hang up your coat. <laughs> Okay, the scariest thing could have happened. You can only come in if we invite you, vampire. This, guys, I, is this, did you set this up because we're doing the horror bracket, or is this how you normally live? Oh, horror bracket? I barely know where bracket. More like a horror racket. Welcome to the home we legally had to buy. It's all the lights are off and there's cobwebs everywhere because we are financially destitute after we bought the house. <laughs> that is it's spooky. very expensive. I, I like when they get into legalese. The, yeah. uh, the, the horror voice drops. <laughs> the, the most yeah. scary part of horror movies. Mike, uh, talking to characters like this, what's the over-under on amount of times we hear more like? <laughs> oh, 17. Yeah, I- I'll take that More like Helen team. <laughs> <laughs> Helen scream. 35. I'm, I'm, I'm moving the over under higher. Uh, these are people, Ryan, we begged to be on the show for some reason. We begged, <laughs> we pleaded, we moved schedules. Ah, you remember now why, why, why you don't ask us to be on every screak. <laughs> oh my screak? Screak, yeah. Yeah, listen, sometimes it's hard to come up with them on the... <laughs> Rot <laughs> on the die, die and fly work on the fly. It, on fly the fly is scary. 
Help me. Help me. Venus flytrap. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Um, so the, hey, the I'm going whole... to drop that character now. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, the four of us are here because in a couple of weeks we're going to record um, the 2022 horror movie bracket. And we're going to get on that show, we're going to get into the year in general of horror, why we decided that this year n- needed a horror bracket because we've never done this before. Um, but tonight we're, we're just going to go fast, we're going to go quick, and we're going to say eight of these fuckers are gone. Um, before we start, uh, I want to ask you guys. What do you make? So uh, all of the other brackets we're doing were built by critics. Okay, we're, it's us versus mm-hmm. the critics. This bracket that we're doing for horror, because critics don't watch horror, is put together by Letterboxd. Basically, these are what the Letterboxd people thought should be in our bracket. When we're cutting, when you go, when you go to cut a movie or choose a movie to move on, uh, it could be because of quality. It could be because it's more zeitgeisty. This represents the year more to you. But for this bracket in particular, because it's a genre... How much of it is, well, one's a horror movie and the other isn't? Like, looking at the 16 movies, how do you think Letterboxd did with, these are the movies? I think they did a pretty good job of, like, a a lot of these are horror movies. Some of them are debatable, and we might get into that. But I think you, you absolutely have to bring it into account. Like, it's the horror bracket. Like, you have to be like... I mean, listen, this is a good movie, but is it horror? Because we can talk about good movies anytime. That's like, there's no time limit on those. We can go to but Mike's. This is the horror bracket. We can go to Mike's action castle or my uh, family drama castle if we're going to talk about other types <laughs> of movies. We're in the fucking Margot and Taylor horror castle right now. Yeah. If it doesn't match it, if it doesn't match the decor. It didn't. It didn't complete the assignment. Then it isn't horror. Sorry, I definitely also feel no. I feel like horror. To your point, Ryan, horror is like a low genre. It's like a disrespected genre in the film canon. And so I'm stepping closer to the microphone. Um, And so, like, if a movie is critically lauded, I'm already skeptical. I'm Mm. already like, is it real horror or is this a film? (laughs) Because if it's a film. We can talk about its merits, but was I spooky? Was I spooked and scared? I think it's worth discussing. Yeah. Did right. someone try to put elevated in front of this one? Ooh, that's that's such a naughty word around here. Mike, do you think Letterboxd is too liberal with its use of the term horror? Not not for this year. I think this year is pretty solid. There's not a lot of like, well, there's a scary guy in it for a scene. I think even the most <laughs> elevated yeah. of horror movies on this list, I can argue, is still a horror movie. So like Home Alone horror movie because that guy with the yes. old man with the shovel that guy's scary yeah. some Ugh. of the time. Yeah, I right. was about to say Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah, Mulholland Drive I do not think is a horror movie though. It is yeah. a but there's Ugh. a scary per- there's a scary oh. guy the, the scariest person the scariest in person in film time. history. <laughs> uh, one more thing before we dive in because I don't know how long these movies are for the world. Um, I'm actually not going to vote. Uh, this year, I'm just going to, because otherwise that means I would get two votes. Wow. You three are the experts. Once again, so. advocating Virtue your singling. responsibility. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I want, you guys each got to add a movie to the bracket. So our 14th seed, Margo, you chose Orphan First Kill. You chose yeah, Orphan, yes. Orphan First Kill. Rated Orphan, R. Uh, why? Um. Okay, so if anyone saw the original Orphan, it's like a bop and a half. It's It's... <laughs> horrifying it's sexy it's funny it's campy 
It's uh, it's I love. It was one of the first horror movies I saw as like a tot, as a tween. You were a, I, yourself a tiny little orphan. I was an orphan myself, and um, I we had TiVo, and I I recorded Orphan, and I watched it all the time on the TiVo, and so I was thrilled to get a prequel play with a character. <laughs> That is a younger version of the adult character played by an adult version of the same actor who was a child in the other movie that is set in the future. Like that is already like camp galore. And then if you've seen the film, it's so wild, a wild choice and one that I celebrate. And if you've seen the film, you know that there's like a completely unhinged twist that changes the experience of watching it about two thirds of the way through and makes it a complete new movie. When up until that point, you think you're just watching Orphan again. <laughs> and then you get to the like hour point and you're like, oh, this is a new movie. Great. And if it weren't, it would still be great. But it Orphan. is, which makes it better. <laughs> Orphan again. Would that have been a better name than Orphan First Kill? Yeah. Little Orphaned Orphan once more. <laughs> Orphanigan's Wake. Orphanigan's Wake. Um, all right. So our 15th seed, Mike, you picked Mad God. Yes. Mad God is a movie 30 years in the making. Uh, directed by Phil Tippett, who has worked on, he's the special effects guy on all three original Star Wars, Temple of Doom, uh, Jurassic Park, Dinosaur! Exclamation point, uh, Howard the Duck, <laughs> freaking Starship Troopers. He, this guy worked on everything, and he's a stop-motion genius, and then when he worked with Steven Spielberg on Jurassic Park, he was working on Mad God, saw what St- Spielberg was doing with CGI, and went, oh, I'm done. I am an extinct creature like these dinosaurs, and I'm not going to make this. And then like 20 years later, people on his team are like, hey, buddy, that was a pretty good idea. You should do it. And so he finally finished it, and it's supposed to be dark and fucking bananas bullshit. Awesome visually. Uh, and that's my submission. And also, just what a different vibe than everything else on here. It's like, oh, a person's killing a person. Uh. These are little stop motion things. Even when it's supposed to be fun, they, it's the scariest visual medium. That's true. And Taylor, uh, with a 16th seed, you threw in Watcher. Yeah, Watcher, I mean, listen, if if I'm cards on the table, Watcher was my pick because uh, I got swooped on both Mad God and Orphan First Kill for the, for the things that were remaining. But it felt like Watcher is the best horror movie that wasn't represented on the list already. Like, as we have sort of hinted around, this was a big year for horror. We had so many movies and this one I felt like went under the radar a little bit just because we had so much but I feel like it was like extremely extremely well done and uh deserves to be uh sort of discussed at least a little bit that was the most Jeb Bush of why I should run for president speech I've ever heard for why this movie does it. Please, <laughs> please applaud. Please, please applaud. It's, I mean, listen, it's one of those years where, you know, I'm, I'm happy that uh, the things that I would have picked ended up on the list. So I didn't have to uh, put my, you know, my Taylor spin on things. We got, we got, we got my favorite guys already on there. So I get to do like a nice for me pick. I have to say Jeb Bush saying, I don't need to win, but I at least deserve to be discussed is my favorite <laughs> headcanon. <laughs> it's a long bumper sticker. but <laughs> um, There's a particular actress we're probably going to talk about a lot throughout these Best of the Year shows. Um, but Micah Monroe, still my scream queen. She has not been dethroned. So uh, I have a checkout watcher. Um, it's, uh, oh, before we start, uh, Halloween ends in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not 
in the top 16, uh, not chosen yeah. by you guys. Does this all make sense to you? For yes. sure. Yeah. yeah. That's good to me. <laughs> Listen, the new Halloween movies are not good. I'll, I'll, I'll say that and I will stand by that. I call that. them an insult to fans of the franchise. Yeah. Or people with eyes or um, like appreciation an for insult, sitting in a dark room. An insult to Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel. You both are Halloween resurrection stands. Yes. You're, you're the big. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bust is the only protagonist you care about. Yeah. If it's, if it's not resurrection, then it's got to at least be H2O. You know, Mike and I just did a podcast about resurrection, right? We did. If Tyra Banks isn't dancing while making an espresso, I don't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I think my point is <laughs> Halloween actually has more stinkers in his franchise than good movies. Oh, for sure. And I would say even those stinkers are better than the, the most the most recent Halloween movies. And and that's as someone who appreciates those movies. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to put those on there. Like at and, least the bad ones from the past are like fun to watch still. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than something that tried to be good and it's a stinker. Yeah. The these feel more like the modern Star Wars movies that JJ Abrams did that are sort of devoid of any soul and just kind of like doing greatest hits of of the franchise. That's that's these Halloween movies. Your number People 1 seed your number one seed is up against your movie, uh, Taylor. Your movie watcher. The number one seed is Jordan Peele, who says he is not the greatest horror director of all time. He says that title still belongs to JC, Jesus Christ, uh, is <laughs> nope. So, Taylor, I'm going to start with you because it's going up against Watcher. Um, does Watcher have a chance here? Watcher, thanks for showing up. R- really, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for showing up. You did, you did a great job. Uh, we really appreciate what you did out there. You got on the field. You gave 110. percent um, But you were sort of, you know, you're up, you're up against the 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 reigning titans. Like maybe something else in this bracket could take it down. I don't think that that is Watcher. Like Watcher is a a very capable, lower budget, slow burn. I have a creepy neighbor film. Nope is um, the arguably the most respected horror director making movies today uh you know doing a big monster movie and that's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to top margo does nope's number one uh see does its placement above all other films of the year does that make sense to you nope <laughs> Do you- personally i think the i think this can be a conversation we have when it inevitably moves on to the next round but uh. I don't even know that I feel that this is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that alien invasion movies, I guess they live in the umbrella, but I think I, I, I didn't feel that this was Jordan Peele's best film, nor the best horror movie of this year. I, I would agree with that. I would say I do think it is a horror movie, but it is a horror movie mixed with some other stuff in there. Like it's not 100% a horror movie. It has like another gear that it kicks into. Like it's sort of two different movies at different points, and, and I think one of those is a horror movie. I think you can say that about all of his movies, Mike. Is this the least horror yeah. of the three? I think so. Yeah, it's the least like oh, but the whole time you're like fuck, that's cool. But I, I think yeah. Alien does not equally autumn like Alien Invasion. I think is different than an Alien movie. Like the original yeah. movie Alien is a horror movie. Right. I agree. Yes. 
Alien is a horror movie and Aliens is not. And I, I think that. And I think this I would, is closer to Alien. Yes. Yeah, I would argue that that fuck that's cool is the appropriate reaction to a science fiction film and uh is the appropriate reaction to a horror <laughs> film and for that reason nope lives for me in the sci-fi genre i i see what you're saying but i think a, a rain of blood on a house gives me like <laughs> it's gonna be hard to move that out of the horror venn diagram mm-hmm. fair uh let's go to a vote and margo is right um just- <laughs> Despite stepping up against her host, we will have plenty of time later to talk about Nope. So uh, let's get Watcher the fuck out of here. Mike, Nope or Watcher? Nope. Margo? Nope. Sailor? It's Nope. Your number eight seed is Luca Guadagnino's. Am I saying that right? Luca? (laughs) I believe so. Bones and All, what has been called the... One of the biggest cannibal dramas of the year. Uh, and it's going up against a movie that dropped on Hulu secretly, directed by Mimi Cave. Um, not secretly, but like without a bunch of flash and hung around in the conversation forever. Uh, our number nine seed is Fresh. Mike, where, how, what's your first initial reaction here? Well, it's another. It's Cannibal v. Cannibal. Ooh. And man, two of the most charming actors uh, in Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones, I want them to be our generation's Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, and watch them over and over again in every single. Movie. They should be our generation's Pam and Tommy. They should be <laughs> our generation's Pam and Tommy. Take that, Lily Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fully agree. Like the chemistry between the two of them is so great. Like, and Fresh especially is a movie that. I think this was a year of doing this where it's a a slightly different movie for the first like 30 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and before it even gets to the real horror stuff, I'm like, man, I, I could just watch an entire movie that's this and then we could have a separate movie that is the horror stuff. I just want to see these two hanging out together. I, I mean, the scariest scene of the movie is the first one. When she's on that date with the guy who puts his scarf in the soup, like that was oh my god terrible to watch. Uh, and then bones and all, like uh, kind of buzzy. I don't know if it's all about the Chalamet or not, but like, uh, are you, is anybody uh, leaning towards this one? I mean, not not really. I for me personally, and this is something that I think we'll talk about even more with other movies as it goes on. I think this was the year where like several horror movies figured out you can have fun making the movie again and fresh really felt like they were everyone involved was having a good time while they were making it and just like enjoyable around drops yeah i don't like i don't and that's gonna win out for me over like as as much as i love little timmy Shalmers and his and his little frail boy things that he does in every movie i that's not necessarily what i need in every movie he says in I the movie, I'm here that... to do frail boy things and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. Like, that's such a weird <laughs> line. Sorry, Margo, go ahead. <laughs> I would add that, like, even if we're comparing films about the phenomenon of cannibalism, one movie is about cannibalism as, like, a metaphor for greed and, and wealth. And one is about can- cannibalism as something that, uh, as like an urge that can't be quenched. And I think if we want to talk about cannibalism movies about an urge that can't be quenched, better to just watch Raw, the Belgian movie. Can we, can we, 
Do you guys just want to talk about Raw and fuck all these other movies? <laughs> I yeah. always yes. want to talk about Baby, <laughs> I like it raw. Baby, you do. Uh, <laughs> all right, Margo, roll that into your vote. Bones and all or fresh? Fresh. Taylor? Fresh. Mikey? Bones and all. Oh, it doesn't matter. Get the fuck out of here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fresh. It doesn't matter. Guys, this is where my heart absolutely breaks. Look, we are here to make the hard decisions. We just haven't made any hard decisions yet. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to happen. Um, with one of the best needle drops, one of the best cut twos of the entire year, um, an absolute delight from start to finish. And I use that, that word delight you know, loosely. Um, your number four seed is Barbarian. Um, not cannibalism, but sort of around there. Milk, a lot of milk drinking, I guess. Yeah. Uh, There's a little bit. Sort of (laughs) implied, maybe. Your number 13 is David Cronenberg's most Cronenbergian movie that he has made in decades, Crimes of the Future. What the fuck do we do here? I'm a Cronen man, and I have to go with Cronenberg. I I am not a Cronen guy. I'm not a Cronin dude. Body horror is not my shit. Uh, and so Crimes of the Future not up my alley Um, and as I said before I like when a movie's doing some fun stuff so if you're gonna give me fun needle drops in gear shifts with fucking Mr. Mr. Long Justin himself uh, (laughs) that's gonna win my heart every day I'm gonna split the difference and say I do love Cronenberg but uh, Barbarian was like one of my favorite movies of the year genre aside and that's my vote um, I watched crazy. Crimes of the Future recently, uh, and about 30 minutes in, I was like, all right, I've seen this shit before, right? <laughs> Everybody calm down. And then from there, guys, uh, and now we're not going to get a chance to talk about it, so I'm not going to be able to talk about where this lady took like an automatic or like a chainsaw like pizza cutter into the top of somebody's foot, and you just hear the mm. bone as it chips away. Uh, See, I uh, hate body horror, which is why I want to vote for this, because that means it's the most horrifying. I, to me, the reason that I would vote for Barbarian, but I don't have a vote because of my heroism, um, is because I do think that Barbarian is, to me, the most complete idea. Like, it's the, it's the most balanced. Like, yeah. that person fucking had an idea, and it was a home run. Crime, crimes of the Future, based sort of just on how Cronenberg works... It's all over the place. It's sloppy to its credit, but also can't compete with like the togetherness of Barbarian. It's I know it's a hack thing that people say about like comedy and horror are closely related, but these fucking former sketch comedy dudes are coming in and they're making some of the best horror <laughs> movies around. This is uh, Whitest Kids You Know? Yeah, this is one of the Whitest Kids You Know guys was just like, all right, I'm going to make a great horror movie now. And like, I definitely heard other people talk about like, he's like the next Jordan Peele or whatever. I mean, do you guys we'll see see about that? Do you guys remember, what was it, eight years ago where the guy from Key and Peele is going to direct a movie? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. Um, Your number five seed is Ty West's. Uh, follow up to X. Uh, it came out second. Um, it it's a prequel. Uh, it's called Pearl. Um, your number twelve seed is oh shit, the guy who did Annihilation, Garland, Alex Garland, Garland. Alex Garland, men. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Margot. Where do you want to start here? Just wh- where do you what so, do you want to talk about? 
Yeah. So, um, this is a tough one because I don't think either is like a hole in one perfect movie. Men ends in like the most insane way possible, but I think as a film about women and men, um, Alex Garland has done better. Uh-huh. And I, I, I'm a, like a huge stan of his work. And so I found myself kind of disappointed seeing men in like, I had really high expectations for it. Pearl is like a wild romp and a silly, funny time. And I also don't think it's like a perfect movie, but it didn't disappoint me the way that men did. So that will always disappoint you. I'm living in. That's so so true. (laughs) In some ways that makes Alex Garland the most feminist anyone's ever been. Yeah. I'm actually, maybe I'm changing my phone. (laughs) I do all on purpose, (laughs) which is a better movie. That is a good question. But as far as what I wanted and got out of them, which maybe isn't fair. Like I, Annihilation is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I love Alex Garland so much. Ex Machina, obviously I even watched all of devs. Who, who oh else can say that? that you you know? were the one? <laughs> yeah, yes. I was the guy. I just, oh, no, uh, just only <laughs> the th- three of the people on this call are the only three people who ever did that. That's wild. Um, we deserve some sort of like wreath or uh, garland to wear. Uh, but <laughs> I think that my biggest problem with men is that he thought of it long before he was famous. It stuck around in his head, right? And then he made all these projects that did everything in men better. And yeah. then he went back and made this thing that he, I think he had matured past. He had yeah. gone past all of these ideas, but then still had to make the movie. That's a really smart take. I like that. Yeah, he he went backwards and did all of the things that are my least favorite thing about each Alex Garland film, which is his last five to ten minutes always makes me go, okay, Alex, all right. <laughs> and, and, and he did that more in that one. I do think, though, this is a really good time to reveal to our listeners that uh, for this year's Halloween, me, Mike, Mario, and Taylor are going as Rory Kinnear coming out of Rory Kinnear, coming out of Rory Kinnear, coming out of Rory Kinnear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to move sort of like uh, two people in a horse costume. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So, yeah, let's get to it. Taylor, Pearl or men? Pearl. I don't know what's going to happen here, Mike. Like pearls before swine. I vote pearl. (laughs) And Margo, every that's <laughs> a do. clean sweep for Pearl. That's, yeah, I guess that makes sense. We've already talked about our fifteenth seed. That's Phil Tippett's Mad God that Mike jammed into the bracket. Your number two seed that shot up to two with a bullet thanks to uh, a short theatrical release, but then was put on HBO Max. And sometimes these movies that get put on streaming, literally everyone watches. You never, you don't know this, mm-hmm. but like everyone, I guess saw the menu trailer was like i want to see that didn't see it in theaters and then this the day it came out everyone watched it did you guys i i saw the poster not the trailer and based on just that cast i went oh this is completely up mike's butt Uh i have to watch that (laughs) oh it's it's got magic from new mutants in it i gotta see this yeah everybody knows how i love magic from new mutants and beast from (laughs) and beast from the first class yeah, it's all all your favorite X-Men are here. <laughs> Guys on other podcasts, please stop referring to actors by their given name and tell us what mutants they played in the past. That's how yeah. we should be talking about people. And Voldemort? <laughs> um, this might Voldemort be to himself? Me, this might be to me the least horror horror movie on here. Um, is this just a comedy? Are we talking about a comedy here? 
the amount I watched this alone uh, with a laptop on my tummy as the director wanted me to, and <laughs> that you shouldn't laugh. And the amount I laughed out loud throughout the movie, yeah, I don't know. And this definitely feels like mm, this is elevated horror yeah. more than mm. anything else on this list. Uh, but it's important to note, not about cannibalism. That's a spoiler, I guess. True. But you think definitely thought it was. Yeah. It is. Yeah, not. I think everyone did because <laughs> we're just we're primed at this point. It, it's been in the air. It's in something's in the water. We were just like, oh, cool. Another eating people thing. I had the pleasurable experience watching this movie of being introduced to a character named Margot and being yeah. like, oh, she ju- she just like me for real. And then over- gradually I was like, I don't think we're very similar, actually. And then there's a line where she's like, Margot's not my real name and I'm from Massachusetts. And I was like, oh, she is like me for real. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, there's, Full circle. There's a new movie out called Sicko written by Kevin Williamson. Um, and the lead character is there is a uh, girl named Parker. I don't know how to feel about that. That's all. Is there a guy in the window who's just going? He loves us. That's is the there... IP. Yeah, they paid for that meme. <laughs> the first meme movie. Where? Your... <laughs> not not true. <laughs> Absolutely not yeah. true. <laughs> Spider Verse or not Spider Verse? Uh, no Way Home. You're right. Um, <laughs> you're right. Let's start with Mike. It does Phil Tippett's very impressive job here have a chance of uh, tipping over the zeitgeisty the menu? Yeah, this is my tipping point. Uh, I enjoyed the menu. Menu can kick rocks. Wait, after you order from the menu, do you leave the server a tip? Uh, no, I don't believe in tipping. Taylor, your <gasps> your vote is on the tip of your tongue. What is it? Uh, it's mad god. I like things that are that are having fun. And wait, Mike, I was just thinking about ways to put tip in sentences. What was your vote? Oh, oh yeah, uh, mad god. Holy shit, mad god, Mario. What are you thinking? I mean. Yeah, Mad God, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I just wanted to see if you voted for the menu because that means that you lost. <laughs> and you would have I'm to deal with that disappointment. Uh, okay, so your number two seed is kicked out of the bracket. That's why they play the fucking <laughs> game, folks. That's why we're the experts. Guys, let's talk about for a second um, Gen Z's role in our lives and the characters that they play in movies. Um, your number, your number ten seed is Scream, and I am well fucking versed on this franchise's importance to uh, my co-host and sidekick and vice president and lesser. But um, hi guys, <laughs> but Taylor Margo, uh, what does the franchise as a whole mean to you? I came to Scream late, like post having seen every single one of the scary movie films nice. I, I i then was able to see one sc- i think i had also actually seen um return to horror high before i saw scream which also is doing the here's the rules of of horror movies thing so i came way late to this I love Scream. Scream's great. I I I I I like all the Scream movies, even the ones that are uh, campy and people uh, dislike. I think people are reevaluating Four, which was I think the least favorite previously, but now people are like, actually, it's good. Um, that's that's where I stand on Scream. I agree. I think the franchise rules. I'm like a, a I think that that movie taught me a lot about like the very very beginnings of film theory 
(laughs) more than any other movie did. Just introducing the concept of tropes to me and like Mm -hmm. genre tropes at a really early age. And it obviously had like a massive impact on my life. So, yeah. Uh, Like watching the first scream, like I didn't know you could think about movies like this at that point. You know, like I didn't. I really didn't think that there was anything more than see who wins the battle see what the twist is at the end and that's it that's then then you leave you know so and i didn't know that like characters in the movie could think about the movie right. like that that's fucked up this movie knows it's a movie what the fuck <laughs> um you can't do that i think sort of based on like when taylor was talking about four i think that it was clear that the franchise was puttering out and this was like a sequel slash not a reboot but like a redusting off torch passing like let's we have to like this one, when we make this one, sort of like what happened with H2O, is like everyone has to know that we're back and we're trying again. It's important that people know that. <laughs> it's like when yeah. Domino's released that campaign that was like, we know our pizza was trash in the past and we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. We made it taste better. Yeah. And this one they had to be like, we know that the little baby bangs were bad. <laughs> we know that we put Hayden Pantier in a movie. And we're sorry. Uh, you watch your mouth. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry I said that. Um, your number Save the cheerleader, Ryan. Save the world. It's going up against your number seven seed, which is Bodies, 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 a movie by Gen Z people, for Gen Z people, celebrating Gen Z, making fun of Gen Z, doing it all. Um, in a way, this is a torch passing to me, is like uh, the kids of Scream from my generation are giving way to the you know, the new kids of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, I don't know. Where are you guys at on Bodies? I had a great time watching this movie, mostly because every time a new... I, like, I went into it entirely cold, and every time a new person was introduced on screen, I was like, that's not them. Like, I thought that it was a joke that they got someone <laughs> who looked like Lee Pace to uh. be in this movie, <laughs> and that when it was revealed, like a twist, that it was actually Lee Pace. <laughs> Nothing could compare. Taylor turned to me and was like, wait, Pete Davidson's in this? And I was like, babe, that's like the point. <laughs> it's like, spoiler alert for the end of the movie. When Connor O'Malley showed up, I, th- I dissociated a little bit. <laughs> like I lost my mind. At Towards the end of the, like after everybody's introduced and you think that that's all the characters and then uh, Jeb Bush and the Knight Rider car show up. Like, you're like, what is <laughs> happening? Kit's here? Uh, Mike, did you do you have a twitching eye at watching this shit, or were you like, I really like these characters? Even they're they're supposed to be annoying, and I love it. I would much rather watch Gen Z write Gen Z than old people write Gen Z. Mm. <laughs> Where and, it's just people uh, sitting around being like, you know what, fuck it. Credence Clearwater Revival still is the best band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they all just high five together, going slow ride. I know floss. that's not clear. <laughs> fucking fog hat mike yeah no cap on god um, uh <laughs> bet are they still Sc- saying that scream felt a little more like what i just said by the way to me as old people writing yeah gen z yeah there, i i think there's uh, there's like moments in both that i sort of rolled my eyes at and but i think there was slightly more in scream there was some- I- marga i have something to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most Gen Z person here. Brag, I was born brag. in 1996, everyone. Oh, barf. And the I would year like to of the say, original scream? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I would like to say that I, I didn't think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was that good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I enjoyed Scream more. That's and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a problem with me and not a problem with the movies. But I felt like while I was watching Bodies, 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 I was like, great, we're doing like a clue, like a Gen Z clue. Yeah. And then none of that paid off. Like there was no the fact spoiler alert, but the fact that the murder mystery like was a was a red herring, so to speak, um, just felt like an insult to me as an audience member. I don't know that it was I guess we're doing spoilers here. It was amazing to watch Pete Davidson absolutely fuck himself up. Like with a sword, yeah. A sword, it was. Yeah. It was. Um okay. It was, but it was just like it just ruined like the, it set up so much and then absolutely none of the threads were resolved and I was annoyed. Just like life. <laughs> See, you're That's what you're so young. Realizing. You just don't have experience yet <laughs> on how life works. Um Wow. All right, let's get to the vote. Uh Mike bodies 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 or scream scream scream. Bodies, bodies, bodies. And I'm a scream fiend, but this one is, yeah, it was fine. Taylor? I, this is, I think, of the matchups on this list, this is the one I'm most split by. And I think I'm going to give this one the slight edge to scream. <gasps> oh, shit. Margo, the third person's ah! vote matters. Where are we okay. going? <laughs> Um, that's great because either way, I'm the winner. So that makes me feel really good. Yeah. Um, despite the monologue I just went on, I think I am going to vote Bodies, Bodies, Bodies because yes. I think it's more interesting to talk about in comparison with the other movies. God, what a Gen Z person thing to do. It's also like it did better and people have been talking about it more. So yeah. worth respecting that. Listen, one was my new friends from the internet and one was my old friends from TV. So... <laughs> No matter yeah, what, I, my friends are winning. I love joke. all the actors in Scream, but man, did they just rehash stuff from the fourth one and not add anything new to the fucking franchise. Well, I didn't see the yeah. fourth one. Now that we're not allowed to talk about it, I'm going to get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, here we go with Orphan First Kill, a movie that, again, I guys, I miss DVDs so much, and part of it is because I just want to hear interviews with directors being like, yeah, we fucking got the little girl from the original movie who is older now to play the little girl orphan first kill. Oh my God. And I've never seen orphan. <laughs> this movie is fucking, if it loses right now, I want everyone to still go watch it. Uh, but it is going up against what I would call a buzzsaw. Um, one of the, uh, one of the horror movies that I think is most talked about between horror fans and critics. This might be, have the overlap between those two subspecies. The movie is Ty West sequel to act uh to pearl it's x taylor yeah what are we feeling here now orphan first kill was picked by bargo like do you feel like i think this is if the previous one was the one i was most split by this is the one i'm second most split by which is more surprising giving the difference in seating of these two uh-huh. like as you like just the concept of making orphan first kill is so stupid in a way that is right up my alley. Like, that's, like, yeah, we've got we got we got the twenty five year old to play the same role she played when she was like eleven or whatever. Yeah, what is this Wet Hot American Summer? <laughs> but the horror years, um, and like that's so funny. But then at the same time, like X really like when I talk about like horror movies figured out they could have fun again. Like they like it's just a fun premise. But they even just they were like we can do stupid push-ins again like we can fuck around with the editing we can just make the camera do silly things that like we stopped doing because people thought that they were like quote-unquote bad or Mm. like 
like that's not a that's not quality cinematography or whatever they're just like this is this would be fun and interesting to look at um so it's like both both things are being fun in a way that i love but in entirely separate ways can i also real quick mike before you go uh give a huge shout out to someone so near and dear to our hearts from our childhood julia styles is in this movie and i say fuck Uh, yes to that i i love to see julia styles who i now know who she is and um not as I had for many years, think that Julia Stiles is a significantly older actress. And every time I saw her in a film go, huh, Kirsten Dunst looks strange in this. Uh, <laughs> you thought it was Julia Child. Like, why is yeah, she cooking? I, I, I really did. Mike, how are you feeling about these two? I mean, I Orphan First Kill sounds amazing. and sound, Both sound like throwbacks in a different way. Orphan First Kill seems like the best part of the 80s and 90s of trash horror. Uh, of like it's absurd that we did this we made a sequel that it doesn't need to be there how dare and then, you call it trash horror but no yeah. i love that i love trash <laughs> horror uh yeah. and then ty west was like i want to make like even further throwing back doing like 70s like blood and gore slasher style but with ty west chills but x gave us two women who owned 2022 of mia goth and jenna ortega i think it's impossible to vote against them and so Mike has voted. Margo, we think an X or Orphan First Kill. So obviously I like loved my pick, Orphan First Kill, but X like absolutely rocked my socks in every way. I it was it was everything I wanted out of it, and I loved it a lot. So that would be my vote. Uh, I sort of only have one rule when it comes to horror movies and movies in general. Uh, oh wait, was this Parole or X? Now I can't remember. It's uh, let me see that Gator. Which one had the gator? That's X. Okay, yeah. it, it, it's actually both. Okay. There's the, a gator in both. Nice. The, ga- the gator's in both. But heavily present in X. Uh, is, is that the tagline of Pearl? The gator's in both. <laughs> the gator's in both. <laughs> uh, Taylor, doesn't gator, matter, but where are we going? I, it breaks my heart to vote this way because you know how much I love to put the the trashy the trashy little little guy into whatever bracket we're doing but i'm gonna i'm gonna go for x over orphan first kill on this one yeah it's the way it had to be uh tough draw for orphan first kill there's about four other movies it could have gone against in the first round where it would have made it i think oh well let's get uh i don't know this feels more classic to me like this feels more like when i was a kid these are two of the movies that you would rent on vhs uh your number six seed is the black phone um, Ethan Hawke, I don't want to say slumming it because I'm so nervous that I'm going to say the wrong thing, insulting about horror, and Margo's just going to bend my finger all the way back again. But uh, it's it's going up versus uh, the 11th seed, which is Smile. Both of these, uh, I think both of these surprise the world, and I don't know why, but media keeps getting surprised month in, month out by the amount of money that horror movies make at the box office. Uh, and these were two ones. Uh, Smile was supposed to be released on streaming, and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. And it was huge. It was huge in the theaters. Um, but what What do you like? Well, I'll start with you, Taylor. What was more zeitgeisty? I feel like I saw more stuff about Smile. Like, I saw, like, ads. Like, I saw billboards for Smile. I saw, like, I. it was inescapable seeing people's creepy little faces that did remind me a little bit of the truth or dare smile from the bad Blumhouse movie, but Oh like, my God. True. The like, Snapchat filter that they put on all those actors. Yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 
Smile felt like it was a little bit more inescapable. And also when I saw ads for it, I was more creeped out by that. Like it made me feel more like Greg needing to like just look up the Wikipedia summary (laughs) rather than go see it because I would be too scared by it. Uh, Whereas the black phone, I like, I definitely, I felt like had a good amount of buzz, but whenever I saw it, I was like, this feels like it would make me want to watch prisoners. Also. Yeah. I also like, sorry, go ahead. We got to talk about the, uh, the people at the sporting events too. Like uh, that's, I'm not saying that makes smile. Yeah, the gorilla, the, the viral marketing campaign was bananas. I'm not making, saying that makes smile a better movie, but absolutely brilliant. This is how you market a movie in 2022 when people have better stuff to do. You put people at fucking sporting events. Sorry, Margo. Yeah, they did it with Megan. Um, I was just gonna say that I feel like I've like people whose movie opinions I respect have I've heard more like negative critiques of the Black Phone. Than I have of Smile, where like it was a very critically acclaimed movie, and people who saw it enjoyed it as a movie, but there was like some discourse about it that there wasn't about Smile, which sort of like makes me want to avoid getting into it. <laughs> that doesn't want to make you chomp your teeth into yeah. it. Yeah, I thought you hated. Well, the yeah, I'll do that on my own time. <laughs> uh, what did uh, Jordan Cruciola think of the Black Phone? You know, she was one. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the people that critiqued it. I, I think that there was a take that uh, a few friends saw a Q&A with the filmmaker and he talked about how the movie Black Phone is, uh, is like based on his experience of childhood bullying. Uh, and so he like told a story about like extreme victimization and abuse of children to talk about his experience being bullied as a child. And some of my friends in the audience felt that someone with a more authentic experience of abuse should make a movie about abuse. <laughs> Sometimes I love, or I miss on DVDs, how directors would talk about their shit. Sometimes directors should shut the fuck up and don't reveal things about their movies. I know. <laughs> I think, honestly, that is a way that Jordan Peele has, like, really elevated himself. Is He's like, yeah, I'm not really going to talk about this movie. Don't uh, don't yeah, ask me questions about shit. it. It is, it is whatever you think it is. I love and him you know in interviews. He's on, Keep doing that. He's on podcasts, and they'll be like, what, is, what does this mean? He'll be like, you tell me what it means, man. You tell me what it means. Let's talk about it, but I want you to answer, not me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, what about you? Which owned 2022 more, do you think? Uh, Smile owned more. That, that The marketing campaign crushed, but I watched both of these alone at – home and smile was creepier while watching it but so many movies have done smile better than smile and the black phone i thought Mm. was legitimately a good time at the movies and ethan Mm. hawk crushes and is so good as a villain i and we should remember that and i want to know what this discourse is so fucking that's where i want to go i do think black phone (laughs) is a far superiorly made movie um i smile the ending gave me i don't want to spoil anything but uh a lot of barbarian vibes like i have I've had this so much better this year, um, so I don't need you yeah. smile. Uh, but yeah, so and like if we're talking about the ending, Resident Evil two cutscenes look. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment, Mike. I feel like that. <laughs> oh, oh, it was not supposed okay, to be good. Yeah, it sounded like an insult. Uh, that you're going to compare it to a PS one game. So, Mike, you're going with Black Phone. Yes, please. Margo. Uh, <laughs> this is where I admit that I haven't seen either yet. So. I- I don't really have a strong dog in this fight, but I'll uh, stick with friend of the pod, Jordan Cruciola's opinion and say smile. It all comes down to Taylor. Okay. Here's, I got, I gotta, I gotta go on this one 
with the one that I had the mo- had the most. I, f- I feel like the more 2022 won... And it is smile. I think I think these are both. I think these are both, like, as Ryan mentioned, like these are the old style DVD store movies. And I feel like I feel like Smile had a little bit more of that appeal to me, whereas other like, yeah, I'm going Smile. I don't need to explain it more. Not. Yeah, your vote's your vote. Uh, not meta. Not snarky. Not turning genre on its head. Not genre bending. Just like. This is this is horror yeah, like this daddy is a used to make. Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> That's it. The menu, the black phone, bones and all, men scream, crimes of the future, orphan first kill, and watcher can kick fucking rocks and die. That we will never talk about those movies again. Your 2022 horror bracket for the show that will be uh, released in just a couple weeks. Uh, your first battle is Nope versus Fresh. It's Barbarian <laughs> versus Pearl. It's Mad God versus Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And it's X versus Smile. Mario and Taylor, thanks. More like X versus Sever. <laughs> Wait. Oh, shit. Are we going ballistic? We're going ballistic right now? You didn't <laughs> tell me that. Mike, play our ballistic theme song as we uh, fade out. <laughs> All of tonight's brackets were provided by uh, critics across the nation, turning in their top 10 list, sometimes like top 9 or top 12 because they think they're cool, but mostly top 10. Uh, we've amalgamated all those, and that gave us our 16 entries. But seeds 11 through 16 are not safe in any bracket because we got to make this more us. We're going to start with movies. Um, I will be hosting the movie show. I'm very excited to do that. Thank you guys for that honor. Um, what we're going to do first is we're going to look at the uh, seeds 11 through 16. Uh, real quick, what they are now. I'll talk about the movies if... They make it, but uh, your 11th seed is the doc, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Your 12th seed is Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion, colon, A Knives Out Story. Your 13th seed is David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. Your 14th seed is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, directed by Guillermo del Toro (laughs) and somebody else. Uh, Your 15th seed is Sarah Pauly's Women Talking, and your 16th seed is Matt Reeves's The Batman. Um, we, I'm going to randomize an order now, and when you are up, you can replace any of those movies with the movie of your choice. When it comes your turn, you can replace any movie with uh, the movie of your choice or something that has been kicked out. So remember what's been kicked out. Um, we're going to go now, and Cassie, Top Gun is already in the bracket. So uh, what are you going to yeah. do here? Can we put it in we twice? We can't do that. <laughs> <Three> times? <laughs> I kind of want to pat it out here. I kind of want to give it a better chance of winning and moving on. So I, I will submit Top Gun. Thank you so much. Um, Did you see a movie? Cool. <laughs> Did she I see saw a movie. movie. <laughs> that Top one. Gun. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and she loved it. <laughs> and it was a banger. Um, no, if I can, I think I want to kick out the number 11 seed, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put that with, um, I'm going to make everyone so happy here. Guys, you love it when we talk about it. Marry me. Oh. Marry me is going to go yes! right up there. Yes! <laughs> I feel like we have been dealing the people's work. with marry me for years and years. Is that just this Forever? year? <laughs> I mean, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. That was the first one too. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we have li- it's lived with us forever. I had to triple Somehow check. Somehow that like, movie has no aged way. me. And I was like, wow. 
<laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You can now drink. Uh, w- Say yes. Cassie, I got to ask, why 11? Any other seed, yeah. it would not be going up against Top Gun. Wow, didn't pay attention to that. I just saw um, <laughs> Oh, I thought that was her way of making sure Top Gun moved on. That actually yes, is a, that is strategy are. right there. Top Gun is now guaranteed <laughs> to move on. The accidental Mommy's two precious little babies fighting each other. <laughs> That's my little bracket. That's my okay, little area. But if the, if the <laughs> characters from Top Gun Maverick fought the characters from Marry Me, who would win in a fight? Is Mary Owen Wilson dirty. and J-Lo. <laughs> wow. Are Marry Me the people from Shotgun Weddings? Because then it's a toss-up. Yes. Because they got shotguns? Yeah. It, that's also a Knives Out story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So for right now, McKenna, Marry Me's in there. <laughs> for right now. Uh, I love that. You can replace Marry Forever. Me or any of the other scenes we've talked about. Uh, Caitlin and Cassie are going to hate me for this, but I cannot talk about that movie <laughs> more. So Marry Me is on its way out um, with something much more delightful. And that's yeah. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Here yes. Yes. Jenny Slade. Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. Again, I'm. If anything had to get rid of Marry Me, I, it, it can be this. I'm still sad, but I Also, this. Top Gun's still going to take yeah. out Marcel the fucking shell. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's fine. Okay. Get we get a chance to <laughs> talk about. Marcel. But who would win in a Do fight? We? No, we won't. Maverick or Marcel the Shell <laughs> with shoes on? <laughs> Keep in mind, Marcel the Shell has shoes uh, on. Has shoes on. <laughs> Do not know if Maverick has or has not shoes. <laughs> Is that Shakespeare? <laughs> uh, Mike, you're <laughs> up next, and I want you to pay close attention to... Thank you. This is going up against Top Gun, so... Pick anything anywhere. <laughs> so, no, but Ryan, you said the rules were we all were only allowed to kick out the one uh, movie. Yeah, yes. probably. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the future now and think nobody here who would vote it out uh, knows who Cronenberg is. The minute we describe what Crumbs of the Future is, it's gonna get kicked out anyway. Even though I desperately want to watch it, uh, I'm going to replace Crimes of the Future with. Uh, a movie I think people will want to talk about and enjoy is Turning Red. Yeah, great choice. <laughs> also, shockingly, this not, year, did not suspect. I that love it. You. I'm That's so excited one. about the Cronenberg being Keep removed. You on your toes, babe. Uh, yeah, Greg, I did watch this, and yeah, <laughs> it's a no Greg movie, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 no, a... <laughs> no possibility for Greg. Greg, viewership. don't even read that. Wiki. Yeah, honestly, I would not read the wiki. No, I won't. I won't read the wikis for any of his movies. I saw The Fly when I was like. 13 years and it old. Opened up my eyes, I saw the fly. It fucked me up. It fucked me up so <laughs> good. Oh man, it's so gross. I uh, I'm pissed at this one, Mike, because you're putting a great movie against my the movie that I hold nearest and dearest to my heart, but I guess we'll get that later. Uh, um let's see. Uh turning red though. Fucking I I I'm shocked that the critics did not make it go on here. Uh Caitlin, cuz they're morons. Yes. You are up. It's my turn. And Marry Me can be put back on the board if you so choose. Ooh. Uh, Justice for Marry Not Me. Not everybody of that. This is so hard because I have two movies that I really want to get on here. I was really banking on Cassie keeping Marry Me on here, but uh, it's okay. I'm going to take out fucking Pio- Pinocchio because... Um, Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Um, and I'm going to put in... Because you hate Italian? I do. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put in Bullet Train, actually. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, Guillermo Del Toro's Bullet Train? Someone else put Mary back on the... <laughs> the Brad Pitt Bullet Train, please. Oh, the Brad Pitt Bullet Train. Take that. 
Yes. Specifically, not Guillermo del Toro's bullet train. God. Timely look at I just, fascism. I just want to talk. I just want to talk about trains so much right now. <laughs> it's like a long car, right? <laughs> um. All right, Greg. Uh, the Cronenberg is off. Yeah, it's gone. And the bullet train is on. Yeah. So where do you want to <laughs> go with yours? I guess I am going to take out Bullet Train because a movie, oh, even though it's going up against Tar, list. and so this means it has no chance. None of these movies probably have a chance, right? Because they're going against the top seats. I want to put in a movie that we have to at least say something about, which is Elvis. I know people think Elvis is a joke. I honestly don't think it is. I think it's an extremely important look at American pop culture. And I think Baz Luhrmann is using like the absurdity of some of this movie to point out the absurdity of race relations and what it's done like to pop culture. The amount of times people go, wait, this guy's white. And they like almost run out of the room because it, the, it matters that much. The color of the skin of the person singing on the radio. And by the fifth time someone does it, you realize, yeah, this is ridiculous because in real life, this is ridiculous. This was the most important thing about this guy that his skin happened to be white and he, and he sounded more like he was, black and by the end of the movie i'm just i was so convinced that it was a work of genius no i will i mean that's a crazy thing to say but i will say <laughs> uh no baz Luhrmann movie has ever disgusted me less so <laughs> wow yeah. high praise from ryan uh yeah it's another one that um who do you guys remember who got it in the oscar draft i don't think it went no it had to i did i no. like I, I think did. that it's going to be big. It's books. Fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Are you books fucking kidding me right yeah, now? Yeah, dude, she's coming for you. The winner of this year's Oscars, yeah. you did it. Um, I am going to then, it is my turn, and I'm going to take, I know this doesn't have a chance, but I'm going to take out what I think is uh, the most mediocre movie of the 16. It was fine, but uh, Bat- the Batman was not great. And I'm going to put in a movie that's going to get the absolute shit kicked out of it. So good. Uh, but it's called After Yang, um, the Koganata movie about what it's like to not just have a robot assistant, but be a human, breathe air, uh, live life. Yes, Mike? Love? <laughs> Question. Uh, does this robot assistant do yeah. a TikTok dance? And it's, I mean. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This movie has everything, man. <laughs> Literally everything. In. Uh, all right, here we go. Greg. Yes. Your first battle is everything, everywhere, all at once versus after Yang. Sometimes we do biggest pop culture, and it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Mike? Yes, everything, Cassie? everywhere, all at once. Absolutely everything, Now, I did just talk about after Yang and how great it was, and I feel like you guys are just ignoring You that. did, yeah. Uh, McKenna? <laughs> McKenna, you do you want after Yang, or do Gotta you want... Gotta go with my Oscar pick. Auto. Mm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, can I talk about the dipshits <laughs> on that show with me who left that for I'm the sorry. last pick of the first round? <laughs> I, I thought Avatar 2 was going to do it, Ryan, and it still might. Jimmy Cam's out there wowing the world. Caitlin, uh, after Yang or Iato? It's going to be E-E-A-A-O. Please. <laughs> uh, Old McDonald over here. After Yang is dead. Um, the eight nine <laughs> is uh, obviously the closest match that we can ever have. I do for a second want to talk about decision to leave from the director of the Handmaiden and uh, Park Chan Wook many uh, incredible movies. Uh, decision to leave is a detective story, but in a way that only this guy could tell the story. Um, best shot movie of the year, uh, absolutely incredible. 
It's going up against the ninth seed, RRR, which is sort of an inexplicable story. Uh, it sort of just never happened before where this uh, three-and-a-half-hour um, movie from India I don't. I, I think it's technically not Bollywood, right? It's like Bollywood adjacent. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it has elements uh, of Bolly- Bollywood. So what we dumb Americans think of as it, Bollywood, but yeah, it, it's Answers not. the question, what if two of India's biggest heroes who never who lived at the same time but didn't meet each other what if secretly they did meet each other and then rode around on each other's shoulders kicking ass um <laughs> just like uh, absolute phenomenon yeah. like uh still selling out theaters uh one of netflix's only smart movie decisions of the last 10 years is to be like get this on our service soon <sighs> So here we go. Uh, and also remember, much like After Yang, uh, Decision to Leave is very, very good. Mike, Decision to Leave or RRR? This is legit. Might be the hardest battle for me right now. Uh, these, are, these are the dichotomy, Mike. It's Decision to Leave, though. I love you, man. Cassie? He's my boy. Um, you know which way I'm going. It's RRR. RRR, you, 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 going, 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 two, 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 da, 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 ma, 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 two, 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 day, day, day. McKenna, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a uh, decision to leave. Holy shit! Oof. Caitlin, Oof. I'm gonna crawl on Cassie's shoulders and go R R R. Yeah, more Greg. powerful. I bet I would have liked Decision to Leave, but I could watch R R R because it was on Netflix, and so I've seen it and I really enjoyed it. R R R. Ryan, can we still? Uh, yeah. White elephant something. <laughs> Can I? No, is that not the rules? Is it too late? Wait, you want to throw a movie in instead of RRR? Our alliance is going so strong. <laughs> no, I want to put decision to leave in a future <laughs> battle. I have to make this decision right now. Yeah, you have two votes. And so what I'm doing is uh, decision to leave is absolutely incredible and has a chance once all six of us watch it to take the whole thing down. RRR is a fucking absolute phenomenon. Juggernaut. And... Is it weird to keep doing this without it? And I think it is. <laughs> I think it's weird to do it without it. Decision to leave, you're out. Yeah, because like your average listener, Dude. decision to leave might be better, but your average listener isn't even really sure what it is. Yeah. Um, although anyone who has seen The Handmaid's Tale, all you have to do is say it's from that guy, and they will surely watch it. But RRR, like it, 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 it like took over the world. Um. Mike, you absolutely fucked me on this one. Yeah, yeah dog. Uh, my number one movie is After Sun. Uh, my number one movie of the year. It's a movie about a dad and a daughter and a vacation together. And I can't say anything more than that. Uh, one, because it sort of spoils two. I will literally fucking cry on air. Uh, I've never seen a movie like this uh, from first-time director Charlotte Wells. I It's going up against, uh, I would say, the best Pixar movie since... Uh, up. No, what's the one with the brain? Inside Out. Inside Out, I would say. Fuck. 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 Cassie, After Sun versus Turning Red. You, After Sun does sound like, I do kind of want to watch it now, um, if I want to experience some feelings, um, but I want to experience feelings in the cartoon way with a big panda. So I mean, there's feelings in Turning Red. I gotta say, there's a lot of feelings in Turning Red. There's a lot of feelings. McKenna? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think both these movies have such powerful moments. What I've only watched, I've only watched one, but um, I'm sorry, Ryan, I have to go with Turning Red. Whew. Man, 
It, it, what was it up against? It was up against like some bullshit <laughs> that it totally could have beat. <laughs> yeah, it was up against. Yeah, it was up yeah. against the Batman. Or no, it wasn't. No, that was a. No, nah, it wasn't, Ryan. Don't forget that. No. Cancel that, Ryan. Caitlin. Oh, it was up against Crimes of the Future. That's mm-hmm. why it would have. The future. Oh God, Mike, we're in a fight. Caitlin, uh, turning red versus After Sun. Do you yeah, even have dude. to ask? It's the big panda. It's the big panda. Greg, let me tell you why it's not turning red because red pandas don't fight the way they do in that movie. So I have to go after sun. Red pandas just stand up high in the air and then fall forward. And it's one of the best things about them, actually. I, and Mike. Always forget that Greg is the Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> of fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> if planes had eyes there, they wouldn't be able to uh, see you by yeah. the propellers. <laughs> I'm going to make Ryan turn red. red. (laughs) Oh, this is so bad. Oh, my God. We really really blew that, everybody. I'm sorry. That was really... We really blew that. Like, was that just to be a piece of shit? (laughs) (laughs) What? What What are you talking about? (laughs) Turning Red's a great movie. Is this the entire season we we crush Ryan's spirit in every way? Oscar drafted now. Yes, every episode. I feel like it's just. It ought to, it, and yeah, like it doesn't have animation. So th- there's no way that Mike could have watched it and liked it because he's a fucking moron. Sorry you hate menstruation so much, Ryan. Good Lord. It's a natural process. Yeah, and here you are. There's no way this should even be part of a movie, you're saying. Uh, Caitlin, next up is uh, Who Gives a Shit versus yeah. number uh, your 12 seed fucking Who Cares. <laughs> In three battles in. We've lost him. We did objectively (laughs) though, we did screw that. We blew that big time. (laughs) Uh, I I guess you actually want to know the option. Oh, do you yeah Uh, your number five seed is Yeah. uh, just so you know, Caitlin, typically I think Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, five twelve is like the NC two A. That's where you look for the upset, right? That's where you're likely to get an upset, but it's still exciting. Or you're more likely to get it, but it's still exciting. So this could be it. Your number five seed is uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Also on the horror bracket. uh, The only movie here uh, that's remaining to be on the horror bracket. Your number 12 seed is Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. Um, it's time for the Shrekening. I'd like to go with the Glass Onion, please. Yeah, no, uh, why am I upset? Like, why am I upset when <laughs> fucking great movies lose? When I'm talking to people who start start the conversation with, it's time for the Shrekening. Why? why? I don't know what that phrase means. <laughs> the fuck is my life? It has a... <laughs> oh, it's time for the Shrekening. <laughs> This is my favorite part of <laughs> of these podcasts every year. Nothing. Ryan regretting ever inviting us on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you didn't make me do the pledge, Ryan. That's your own fault, oh, yeah. okay? <laughs> there are some people who did and some people who didn't. And I said, this is your mistake. And the shrekening is happening. Glass Onion goes forward. Hanging out with Caitlin is like those uh, viral videos of kids <laughs> getting interviewed by news reporters. That will like, uh, <laughs> like talking about frogs and shit. Uh-huh. Like, I love the corn, corn kid, for instance. Or, yeah, like, uh, well, apparently, uh, it's time for the. Uh, all right, fucking, I don't. Uh, this is all bullshit. Greg, no for glass onion. I love glass onion, but for me, it's got to be no. But I just like Jordan Peele. I just give me what you're gonna give me. Uh, and I loved 
the sequel to The Last Jedi, uh, Glass Onion, but I think Nope is an even better movie. <laughs> Star Wars got weird. Yeah, it did, it did. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Nope or Glass Onion? Yeah, Jordan Peele is one of the most interesting directors working right now. Come on, it's Nope. Uh, Cassie? I mean, Nope, arguably great movie um it was huge um but i'm gonna join caitlin in her swamp because it is a shark <laughs> yes. welcome to my swamp <laughs> what is the relationship though between glass onion and shrek you know what i don't think we should explore it i think we <laughs> should just not know why this is don't happening peel this onion apart don't do there's it there's too many layers really to understand uh mckenna you're up no for glass onion uh, so horror movie stuff really freaks me out, especially after becoming a mom. Used to really love them. Not a big fan anymore. However, Nope still sounds fantastic. I am going to force myself Hell to watch yeah. it. So it's it's nope. worth it. You know, I'm a baby about horror movies and I, I'm glad I watched it. It's so charming and so funny. I used funny. to not be, not but scary. now I'm a baby about everything. <laughs> like just, it'll be a dumb commercial and I'm just, a, I'm a baby about it all. And ultimately Glass Onion is sort of just like a good episode of the The Knives Out show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, we're gonna start with uh, let's say Mo. We'll start with uh, Cassie. Cassie, your number seven seed is the Steven Spielberg pseudo biopic, The Fablemans versus Ten EO. Ten, uh, uh, the ten seed is not about Captain EO. It's about a donkey, though. Cassie, uh, EO it's is a donkey? Uh, a donkey who makes his way through life, yeah. meeting people. Yeah, it's a Polish movie. I watched it a couple nights ago. Um, my wife. Oh wait, Chernobyl rule. Don't say anything. Say it right. Don't when it comes to animals, do not say anything about anything. So you're telling me all that. Does something bad happen to Eo the donkey? That. <laughs> oh my like god. <laughs> no. See, I was picturing this is almost you pitched it as a Shrek two for me. Or Shrek three, <laughs> you could say. Three D. Um and the whole yeah. thing's on the Shrek scale for <laughs> these people. You know what? I want the Fablemans to move on. Uh, the donkey is caused tons of damage by humans. Tons. Yeah. What? That sounds so sad. I actually, I wanted to spite you, but I don't want to watch that. So the Fablemans. McKenna? Uh, the Fablemans. Caitlin? I have a question. Did you ever describe the Fablemans, or did I, yes, did I miss uh, it? Yes, it's about uh, it's a Spielberg pseudo biopic about him growing up and his family. Uh, it's just oh, yeah, that's a really that. simplistic way to put it, and not true, but it's just the quickest way to do it. Got it. Okay, um, give me the donkey, Eo. <laughs> give me the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey! I think they've done a terrible job um, advertising this movie. Oh, yeah. I know I'm supposed to like it, but it looks like the most boring piece of shit ever. But I'm going to trust you, although I think you lied about the Donkey movie. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to go <laughs> with Fableman myself. And Mike. Ryan, how Alphazar <laughs> is this Alphazar? For, uh, for EO. Like, I mean, I don't know if you can technically call it a remake, but dude saw that movie and said, I want to make that movie, and then made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I mean, does that sound like a remake <laughs> to you? You know what? It, it, mm, but it's uh, Spielberg, who is, uh, I don't know, the best. So, Yeah, kind of the Spielberg patron saint movie. of movie of the year, right? Dog. EO, get the fuck out of here, along with After Sun. McKenna, your number three seed is Tar. 
Some would say the best movie of the year. Yeah, about a very real lady named Tar. You can look her up. She's real. McKenna, and I want your honest opinion on this. Your number 14 seed stars an actor who played a real-life person. <laughs> it's so hard. Who has not, since rapping finished <laughs> a year ago, been able to stop doing the voice. Hey, mama. <laughs> Still talking I'm completely stuck like this, baby. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Oh, I'm shaking. <laughs> I know that you're, you, you saw Tar and you loved it, mama. No, I see how it happened. It's actually really fun to do the voice. And if you do it too much, you could definitely <laughs> get stuck. It almost just happened to half the cast on this what show. It's what the I'm Madonna syndrome, right? Austin Butler starring in the American remake of EO, EO and just fucking donking it up everywhere he goes for the rest of his life. <laughs> just heeing and hawing. <laughs> hee haw, baby. Mama, Gonna I'm eat a whole home. big mess of hay, mama. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, McKenna, that was my way of saying Tara Put them on blue suede horseshoes, mama Tara, Elvis I like blocked this uh, The news drama over his Continuing the accent <laughs> And you just brought it all back And um, he can't God, it's stop. so beautiful I hope he never <laughs> stops I hope he auditions for every future role About why he can't sort of stop <laughs> doing it <laughs> <laughs> He's addicted to the voice <laughs> <laughs> no, there was an interview with his He's vocal start coach dying his hair, change his whole persona. Uh, interview with the vocal coach from that worked with him, and the guy was like, "It will never, it will never, it'll never come." Can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did he hypnotize him? It's like, you know, like sometimes people get like head injuries and wake up uh, with a new accent. He just slowly did it to himself. He conditioned himself. Austin Butler's tragic to, to illness Elvis. made us smile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear like the good thing that had happened though? His ex-girlfriend was Vanessa Hudges. She's totally into the accent, and she's like talking oh to him now because of the well, accent. You know who's super? It's working. It's his mama. <laughs> <laughs> she gets called all the time. <laughs> Got you another Vanessa Cadillacs, mama. <laughs> mama. Give me my peanut butter bacon sandwiches. <laughs> I looked at Christmas lights with Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens years ago. Wait, what? Good friends. Don't explain. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Matt Tar, I shan't. What? Despite all this uh, joy, uh, Tar gets my vote. Yeah, Kaylin. Yeah, Tar. Greg. A movie about how big and powerful music can be. About one of the most important real people we've had in our culture. It's got to be Tar. <laughs> oh God, Greg. <laughs> Look, classic joke. Right? Yeah. Can I just take a time <laughs> from this overloaded show? <laughs> To say your recent tweet about Ronald Reagan and Scrappy. <laughs> Apparently, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> met oh, that was fucking a thing of beauty. <laughs> Mike Tar or Elvis. Uh, I can't wait till we all do the Tar <laughs> accent on the the next episode after watching it because my vote's I, Tar. I am time. <laughs> Cassie? We know there is a mama, but do we know there are blue suede shoes? No, we've been conditioned to think that there are, but there aren't. According to you, Tar is the same as the smart gremlin that can talk from Gremlins. <laughs> Those are the same impressions. <laughs> Does she also randomly pull out a gun and shoot somebody? Because I'm all in. Yeah, on, yeah I'm, I'm voting for Elvis, Tar as well. I don't even care whose vote it is. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I accidentally skipped one. Up, uh, our second seed. Oh, yeah. I thought you were so scared of this fight because I am. Same. So you're just, we're just uh, not going to do it. We're just not doing it. In a Sharon um, Martin McDonough's uh, follow-up to his I want some Oscars 
So I'll put three billboards up. Getting back to his roots and making actual good movies. It's Sarah Polly's follow-up. She hasn't made a movie in so long. Uh, women talking about a group of women meeting in a basement or attic who are discussing, should we stay with this society? Uh, two important movies. Which one is more important is what we will not be discussing tonight. <laughs> we will just be discussing, Greg, what should move on? Uh the Banshees of Inchiron is so interesting and uh, cool. Oh, and, and it'll be okay that we kicked out EO. We got Jenny. Yeah, yeah. And because we've got good donkey content, uh, I'm definitely going with <laughs> the Banshees. Mike? Uh, <laughs> the Stories We Tell is like one of my favorite yeah. movies I've ever watched ever. I, I love Martin McDonough and I love this crew. I can't vote against Sarah. Like, legally in my contract of life, I can't vote against Sarah Polly in anything. It's Has anybody seen Women Talking? Uh-uh. I've seen a commercial for it. <laughs> Norma's just them yapping. <laughs> How they managed to right? do that? <laughs> Cassie, what do you think? Um, One's got a donkey in it, and you know I gotta vote for that because I need a donkey on and here. And you have not so, watched uh, this, Cassie? Cassie? Okay. I have watched <laughs> half of it. <laughs> She's watched the Banshees. Uh, which she has half not was it, to Cassie? Was it the first half <laughs> or the second half? <laughs> I went for the middle and a little bit of the end. I kind of mixed it up. That's spicy. Uh, I'm going to go with this one stuff. I'm going to go with woman talking. Caitlin. These two movies scare me. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Banshees of Inherent. We'll just call it Banshees. And Banshees is definitely going to win. Woo! <laughs> Yay. Your final battle for films, guys. And then we have our Yay. Elite Eight. Your 11th seed is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Wait, you know what? I'm going to do Greg's joke structure. Uh, <laughs> your next battle. One is a movie about a shell who puts on <laughs> shoes and says, oh, even though I'm tiny, I can defeat the world. <laughs> and the other is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. What? Did I do it? You did it. You nailed Duh! it. You nailed it. Uh, it's Top Gun Maverick. We talked about RRR being it. a phenomenon. It's sort of a phenomenon, Junior, when you look at Top Gun Maverick. Guys, this is the fifth biggest movie of all time. Nobody knows what happened. Movies are back. Tom Cruise brought him back. He said he would, and he did it. Uh, it's going up against a movie that went from five or six YouTube videos into getting so popular that it got its own feature film. Uh, Cassie, we're going to start with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's gonna be Top Gun, and if nobody else, if mm. this doesn't move on, I will burn this. Probably place just commit well. to kick it out because he's a piece of shit person. <laughs> McKenna, Top Gun or Marcel? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I submitted Marcel the show because I think it's delightful and I think it deserves a little more attention. But um, I'm still gonna vote for Top Gun because it is a great movie. Caitlin, uh, let's go to the danger zone. It's Top Gun. Greg. Top gun, doo -doo 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 -doo. Mike. Do you know what I really want to watch is the documentary about how Marcel the Shell with Shoes on yeah. YouTube Shorts ruined Dean Fleischer Camps and Jenny Slate's marriage. That would be fascinating. How did you make yeah. this a horrible character and it ruined Don't your marriage? Work with your partner. Let's get into it. Well it's Top Gun. I do want to know now. And that is it. We have our Elite Woo, Eight. Woo! There it is. Your battles for the movie shows are as follows. Everything Everywhere Woo. versus R, R, R. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Turning Red versus Nope. The Banshees wow. of Inishirin versus The Fablemans. And Tar versus Top Gun Maverick. 
Uh, guys, that was too long Weezer of a show. Break. We should end it for the week. Uh, we're going to take a week-long break, and next week we are going to cut out eight TV comedies, eight TV dramas, and also see which of our favorite albums gets into the album bracket. For Ryan, for Greg, for Mike, for Cassie, for Caitlin, for McKenna, thank you so much. And uh, keep on listening to uh, the preview show, which will, when we're done, be longer than all of the shows it's previewing <laughs> together.